0: Hello and welcome to the eVIP website. I'm here today with Dr. Benjamin Hanebeck from Heidelberg University in Heidelberg in Germany. Benjamin is a member of the eVIP consortium and has been involved in repurposing virtual patients for clinical reasoning. So Benjamin, you're involved in developing virtual patients at Heidelberg University, can you tell us about your role in that?
1: Um, I've been uh, repurposing virtual patients for clinical reasoning. Um, The reason to do that is that there are um, less patients for students to see. That is, um, on the one hand, um, uh, limited access in, uh, in a way that this is a very specialized university hospital. So um, the patients do have very special diseases here. So um, many diseases uh, they cannot see here in, uh, in a university hospital. Then on the other hand, due to um, economic pressures, um, other patients stay a lot shorter in hospitals. So there's also less chances for the students to see them and, and to learn from them. And the problem is that clinical reasoning is mainly taught by seeing real patients. So um, we want to not really um, take the real patients away from the students. We want them to have access to um, the virtual patients um, as a supplement to practice on, on these virtual patients. And we want to make it more profitable for them using the virtual patients. So we take methods to enhance clinical reasoning skills and embed them into the virtual patients.
0: Okay, so, um, so the students, they have limited access to real patients, so the virtual patients are used to enhance their knowledge, and it's an efficient use of time for the student, but it's not going to actually replace real-life experiences.
1: No, we don't want to do that. We want the, the student to learn as much as he can or as she can using a virtual patient, and then when it comes to the real encounter with um, the, the, the real patient, that they are um, uh, best prepared for that and then take the, the maximum profit out of it.
0: Can we talk a little bit about the repurposing element of the, the, the virtual patients? So how would you go about repurposing a virtual patient for clinical reasoning?
1: Well, the thing is, um, we were having um, a quite a large data bank of already existing virtual patients, but they were se- seven or eight years old. And we took those and tried to embed the design features um, uh, that um, Zern Hovendijk pointed out in his Focus group study, and as well um, take the um, strategies to um, make learning clinical reasoning skills more easier for the students um, that were pointed out by Bowen in her review in 2006, and then we um, try to take these methods that were used or were suggested for person-to-person teaching and embed them into um, uh, the virtual patient case, and that is. For example, to um, formulate or to to, uh, make an abstract summary of, of problems that are presenting and then generate hypotheses and point out the features of a disease and then try to discriminate against another disease or ask for a typical representation of another disease and then teach the student to what he should Think like when being presented with a certain disease or a certain problem. Do you
0: feel that students benefit from using virtual patients?
1: Yes, I think um, they definitely profit from it because it offers a wide range of opportunities to see patients, also they are virtual, and then to, to train and to um, practice clinical reasoning that they would not be able to um, do when they would only have the opportunity to see real patients.